Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Welcome back, Pods fans, to another episode of Ring the Bell Pods Talk. Nick Kreider here, joined as always by the three-time All-Star Heath Bell, both coming at you live from Georgetown, Texas. I'm in the great state of Texas right now for the Texas-Alabama game. We're probably going to get the floor mopped with, but nonetheless, we're here. It's hot. It's hot all over the country, but you know what's not hot? The San Diego Padres bats. They woke up the other night, but you cannot have cannot have shutout games against rookie pitchers and you cannot be under hitting the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. So the Padres have not hit very well in the past. And, and all, when I played there, everybody was always saying the stadium's too big stadium's too big. You know, the outfit's too far. So I'm an idiot because I'm a pitcher. Um, And I used to say, well, if the outfield's so far, why can't we have more singles? I know why we don't score runs, but why can't we, get the ball on the ground more, you know? And then they moved the fences in, gosh, probably like eight, nine years ago. And uh, still the same way, you know, like the Padres here, I'll give you the funny part is last night I was watching the game and I was exhausted. And I was tired just with everything that's going on with my family. And I was like, I think it was the eighth inning. I'm like, we're going to lose again. I saw the Milwaukee Brewers. They were going to win. I went to bed and oh my gosh, I woke up. Padres came back and won and Milwaukee, End up losing in the last inning. Yeah, walk so, off, walk off. So it was uh, kind of a it was a sad night, but a good morning. But I, I agree with you. I, in the fifth inning, we did not have any hits. They had a solo home run, the Diamondbacks, and they had, but they had like three or four hits at the time. And I'm literally like, can can the Padres just hit? You know, we can't always wait for Machado to get a base hit. I mean, we at need one base point, hits. We need base point, hits. At one point, they had three. They had four runs and three hits. All three hits being a home run. And I want to know. I I I wish I knew somewhere I could get this ratio. And I don't want to call anybody because I know the in the clubhouse they have it, but um, they're not going to tell me it. 
how many fly ball outs do we have to ground ball outs? I guarantee we have a lot more fly balls. I guarantee we hit a lot of fly balls. I really do. But, and, you know, going back to baseball, what's the easiest out? Fly ball, right? Yep. Ground ball, you, you have, there's three things that have to happen. Somebody has to field it, somebody has to throw it, and somebody has to catch it. Fly ball, you just got to catch it. But Yeah, but don't they always say that ground ball pitchers are more effective pitchers? They, they say it's more effective pitchers, and the reason because is you don't give up the long ball, and then two, your infield is your, – your defense is always doing something. So if your defense is always doing something, they're kind of like on, on the same page. You know, they're moving around, where if you're striking everybody out, it's kind of fascist. You know, nobody – not everybody gets to play, and you kind of yeah. – sometimes you get bored out there. Like I was watching the Dodger game when the – Padres were playing them and Mookie Betts was on air and they, he was talking to him in right field, you know, and they had, court, and, and uh, what was it? It was ESPN game. And um, in the third, second or third inning, they were talking to him. They're like tweet to blah, blah, blah. So you can ask in the seventh inning, Mookie Betts will pick some questions <laughs> and he'll answer why he's playing defense. And I'm just like, Okay, that's fun. I mean, I would have enjoyed that. That would have been pretty fun to do. Would you do playing. that as a pitcher, though? It would be. I would have done in spring training because I mean, you could have mic'd me up when I was pitching, but I probably wouldn't have said some nice things. You know, I yeah. was I was kind of yeah. like locked in. You know, Fast on the bleep. Um, but in the bullpen or spring training, I, I mean, nowadays when I throw in my men's league, I'm joking around all the time because it's more fun. It's more relaxing. But uh, it's. It's um, oh, it's just different. But like the Dodgers can relax and joke around, and like Mookie Betts was even saying that I think the Padres need to take it because I think Mookie, I look think very highly of him. He was talking how they were struggling for a short time, even though they're winning games. Guys were struggling; they were taking that personal, and then the team got together and started saying, "Hey, let's just keep working hard and." let's not worry about individual stats. And all of a sudden they started playing a little bit better because everybody, you know, it wasn't worried about what am I doing here? What am I doing there? I'm trying to get this contract. I'm trying to get some hits. I haven't had a hit in three days. That's where I go back to the very beginning. If, if players know they're going to be hitting in that third spot or that sixth spot, and they're playing second base six days a week and getting one day off or, or in theory, they're playing every day. They're the everyday guy and they know they're, they're hitting well, you know, they're going to, they're in the sixth spot. doesn't matter how they hit until like after a month of just hitting like garbage, mm-hmm. but like Machado, you're never going to move Machado down the six, seven hole. Right. You know, if he's hitting 200 or 210. So it's one of those things that you have that comfortable, that relaxed, that, you know, you're in lineup, you know, if you don't get a hit that you're fine, but I guarantee like, Coneworth is a really good young player. Kim is a veteran player, but, you know, from the Far East. And, but if Coneworth gets hot, all of a sudden you'll see him as a leadoff guy. Yeah. If he gets cold, you'll see him in the seven hole. Yeah. I don't, he's been up and down. And like, I think early in the season when they knew that Tatis wasn't going to be there, he was batting three. He was batting, he was batting two. And then they're like, okay, like, we're going to move him down. He's been struggling. We'll, we'll mix other guys in, but I feel like he needs that consistency. Your point really quickly to what Mookie Betts said about guys just not caring about individual stats about just, 
let the team play. I mean, they're a perfect example. Max Muncy's batting under 200. Bellinger's just about 200 right now. Joey Gallo's under 200. And these guys are an over 90 win team still. Blows my mind. It's because they, it's the, what's the old saying? It's for the greater good. You know, um, doesn't matter. You're okay. Here's the thing. Last year, the, uh, the Braves won the World Series. Does anybody really know who's bad and what their bad averages were? No, they no. don't care. They don't care what the pitching stat was. They can say this this guy was filthy yeah. or whatnot. They always talk about one or two guys, one pitcher that was unreal or one reliever and one, one position player. But it's not – he doesn't win the whole thing. It's, it's a team effort. And that's what the Padres, I think – you know, that – that team unity when the Padres early in the season, the first two months, they had it. They were doing well. It was, I don't know what happened. It almost felt like it was right around the all-star break slash 4th of July. Something happened where all of a sudden they weren't a team anymore. They just, they all went their separate ways or maybe they're all different stars and they didn't, they weren't together anymore. Remember early in the year, the starters would joke around, follow. Yeah. You know, guys going out there, they were doing this and that. We need to get back to that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't no, we didn't do anything bad that if the um, the nationals were doing right now. The nationals are a horrible team. Yeah. You know, we could say the Oakland A's are a horrible team or the California Angels. We could say a lot of a lot of teams, really. But if any of those teams were doing it, I don't think anybody be like, they're not taking this seriously. Right. They're just enjoying themselves. They're enjoying themselves. They're trying hard. They're trying to be a team. They're trying to be a unit. Right. And, you know, those teams would be working for next year. I think we're doing a little panic mode. Well, panic guys mode. Just need to relax. Relax. Pan- yeah, exactly. Panic mode. But also, I think the trade deadline also has a lot to do with it when guys don't know their future with the team. I'm sure the Eric Hosmer thing was really awkward for a while. Obviously, Luke Voigt gets bounced off the team. CJ McKenzie, all these, I mean, Taylor Rogers, like all these guys that were on the opening day roster are no longer on this roster. And so I think there's a little bit of uncomfortability and a little unpredictability as well of who's going to be at the locker next to me tomorrow. Is it going to be the guy I joked around with yesterday or is it going to be some guy from a completely different division? Well, then that basically rolls down to management. You know, um, I remember in 06, I was with the New York Mets, and we, we were 14 games before the season ends. We, we led the division 14 games. We ended up losing the Cardinals in the National League Championship, but, you know, old news. But the thing is, right before the trade deadline, I was going up and down from the big leagues, and I actually got sent down. I forget why. And then right before the trade deadline, and at the last minute on ESPN, it said Heath Bell trade for Scott Linebrick. And I was like – I'm out of here. I'm going to San Diego. I was kind of excited because there was no reason I got it sent down. It was blah, blah. So I called my agent, you know, 10 minutes happen, you know, 20 minutes, finally get a hold of somebody. And it was going to go through, but the last 30 seconds or something, I found out the following year that Kevin Towers, the Padres GM, X the contract, the last 30 minutes called, um, wherever you call for trades and said, we changed our mind. We're not doing it. And uh, because I think Kevin Towers, what I was told, 
Kevin Towers came down to the locker room and asked probably Trevor Hoffman and a couple guys on the team about team chemistry and the team leader. You know, we're thinking we're, we're thinking about trading Skybreak, Scott Linebreak. And they said, dude, he's one of our leaders. He's one of our team guys. You don't want to get rid of him. Even though they probably needed more like my style of pitching than Scott. Scott was great reliever too, great setup man. But um, they were just, you know, whatnot. And um, they ixed it because he was one of the team leaders. Mm-hmm. So if that's when management it talks to the main guys like Machado, you know, if, if Machado never talked, you know, let's go back a little bit and I'm changing the subject a little bit, but I'm not Machado went to the owners and said, we need Tatis. When he came over here, he didn't go to AJ because I don't think you can tell him what to do because Preller pretty much, you know, he knows it all. Yeah. And it's, it's the owner's money at the end of the day, but but he went to the owner that ended up talking to the GM that the GM talked said, okay, let's do this. But that's not what originally his plan for us to get Tatis early in the year. There was all talks about Machado went to the owner. So if Machado can't talk to management and he's, you know, our number one guy, if he can't talk to a management about what do we need? What do we, you know, this, if I believe GMs or baseball operations, president, whatever they're called nowadays, if they're not in tune with the players, they don't know what they, you know, what the team needs. What if the team needs one of their best guys? You know, let's just say, um, you know, let's just say Coneworth. You know, um, I don't think he's going to take offense to it. Or let's just say Eric Hosmer. He's not there anymore. He's <laughs> Thank God. he's he was a cancer. Eric Hosmer, yeah, he's hitting four hundred in the year, but nobody really likes him. Nobody likes him. We, I know we're using him, but like we don't need him here. We have a lot of other guys. You know, he's kind of break, he breaks down the clubhouse a little bit, you know, um, can, are they, are they, are the players, cause I know some organizations, you can tell the front office certain things and they'll, they won't hold it against you. They won't tell anybody it's a secret. And they're just, you're just saying something to try to help the team out. You're not trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. You're just trying to win. And sometimes, you know, there's one cancer in the clubhouse. There's one guy that brings everybody up that jokes around. I mean, I, when I played in Tampa, Evan Longoria was that guy. He was that guy that just, he was quiet, but after the game and right before the game, he would always have a quirky or funny saying. Yeah. It was, it was fun to have him there. You know, you didn't hear anything. And then all of a sudden you just heard some and it just kind of got you pumped up and riled up or whatnot. And it was fun to play. So I think that's why the giants, you know, he's not doing well this year, but the giants love having him because he's that guy. Yeah, I think last season they had a lot of those guys, and that's why they made it so far the way they did. I mean, Brandon Crawford's that hometown hero that played shortstop. Brandon Belt seems like the ultimate team player. You mentioned Longoria, Posey in his last season. I mean, that team just kind of was a bunch of guys that band together that seemed to really like each other. Yeah, so it's it's just it is one of those things that I there is time for the Padres. Not I mean, we we gotta beat the Diamondbacks. Come on. Yeah, there's plenty of time. We can't, we definitely, we can't lose the Diamondbacks when they call somebody up is a rookie. That's going to throw a lot of strikes making his major league debut. And, and you know, our hitters will say, and I know I'm a pitcher, so maybe this no doesn't mean report. anything. I don't have a scouting report. Yeah, I haven't seen you know, him. He, here's well, a scouting big league hitter. Here's a scouting report from my perspective as a fan that I think most people in baseball are going to understand is that it's his first time playing in a major league baseball game. He wants to throw strikes. 
He wants to throw strikes. So swing early and swing often. They were watching way too many pitches against this kid. I was like, they were just like, well, let me see a pitch or two and let me get his timing. You know, like when I coach high school and the third or fourth, fifth, sixth hitter in the lineup, and they're like, well, I want to see a pitch. You know, I got to get his timing. Well, then what were you doing on deck? What were you doing on deck? Because you weren't timing them because that's where you time guys. Right. So, I mean, the Padres, here's the thing. The Padres are very good, good team. Could they be a great team? Yes, they yeah. could. Are they going to go to the playoffs? I have we'll a see. feeling. I really believe they're going to the playoffs now because I have a feeling Milwaukee just – Milwaukee feels like they're, they're shit done. In the bed. They're shit in the bed. Yeah, they are. You know, I feel like personally they're trying to get to the playoffs, but they know they're not going to. I also mentioned on our previous podcast, the guest episode that we did with the Bleed Los guys. Go check it out if you haven't already. But I mentioned if we get swept by the Dodgers this last road series that we're not making the playoffs. We did not get swept. We won a game, our first game that we've beat them in a very long time. So maybe baby steps here, right? You win one game in LA. Now LA comes to San Diego. Let's take two out of three. And then the next series, then we sweep them. And then we make our playoff push. It's it's one of those things that we just need to get hot in the next two weeks. This week we can kind of suck. I mean, I hope we don't. But we just need to get hot. If we can get hot, we have the talent. Because I think the Dodgers are kind of limping, even though they're a really, really good team. I still feel like they're kind of limping. I think Philly is just there. The Mets are slowing down. The Braves are really hot. Oh, yeah. You know. Would you rather be playing the Braves or the Mets in the playoffs? Personally, I'd rather be playing anybody in the playoffs. But if I I was in the playoffs and had to pick – Honestly, I the oh, this Padre team, I'd rather play the Braves, to be honest with you. Really? Because okay. I don't think I don't think we match up against the yeah. Mets. Well, look, you I don't, don't want you don't want to face Scherzer DeGrom. You right I just off the bat. You want someone those, else to do that. I think those two guys will will suck. But I think the Mets, we have—I mean, the Braves. I think we have a chance of beating the Braves, even though they're very hot. Yeah. If our pitchers can make their pitches, and you know, us swing the bat, I think we have a chance. I think we have a better chance against the Braves, even though the Braves are a way better team. I think than the the Mets. I just think the Mets are—they Max Scherzer is going to win, right? And Degrom is going to win. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think we're going to do well against those two guys. Right. No, I, I think you're right. I think as it stands right now, the Padres would be playing against the Cardinals because we're the last wild card team. Now yep. it looks like we're probably not going to play the Phillies. We're probably not going to, we're definitely not going to play the Dodgers because Dodgers have a bye. So it's going to end up being either the Mets, the Braves or the Cardinals, depending on where we finish out of the three, I'd prefer to play the Cardinals. Of course. I think the card. I think we can beat the Cardinals. I really do. I think if we play the Cardinals, we're going to beat the Cardinals. I really. Here's do. another funny thing. Side note, really quickly, since Albert Pujols is getting so close to his 700th, 700th home run, he's five away. Yeah. If he gets to six ninety nine, <laughs> and they make the playoffs, and he pops off for like five playoff home runs, yeah, he's got to stay and play another year just to hit seven hundred, right? I mean, I would. If he hits 699, he's got to stay another year regardless. Here's what I'm thinking, right? Whether you're the Cardinals and you want to resign him or not, I know you want to retire a Cardinal, but think about it from like a marketing perspective from like the athletics 
or like the Rockies or like the Rays who like struggled to sell tickets. Come watch Albert Pujols set the record or, or come watch Pujols oh, yeah. for 700. Sell it's out definitely, it was way Boggs hitting 3,000 with Tampa. Yeah. And then that's why he's in the Hall of Fame as a Tampa because back then you could pick that you guys got to listen to the show next week because we're going to have some baseball writers on there. But um, we're going to talk about the Hall, the, um, Hall of Fame and all that. But back then you could pick, and I think Tampa gave him fifty dollars or $100,000 to say Tampa. Yeah. And he was I like, mean, sold. Pay, I mean, nowadays that was like a million bucks. But pay, pay him like $20 million to go to Oakland and have him sell games. And look, if he hits 700 early, fine. But then he's got Babe Ruth to chase. He's getting six or seven fourteen. Well, it's seven fourteen, and then you know he he's got like another year and a half to get Barry. But it yeah. would be pretty cool to beat Babe Ruth. It would be pretty cool, even yeah. if I never got to Barry. So I I saw a sports reporter recently talk like talk about the most dynamic perform the most dynamic athletes. Sorry, the most dominant athletes of all time. I think it was ESPN, and they were talking about Serena Williams, and it was like Serena. Tom Brady, Muhammad Ali, Babe Ruth, <laughs> and Michael Jordan. You can't tell me that Babe Ruth is in the same category as all those people. Yeah, I mean, he, no, Babe Ruth changed baseball. Yeah, but he was hitting home runs against electricians. Yes, but and also I'll give you another tidbit. So before, was it 1915, um, a ground rule double was a home run. No way. So yeah, he, did he have a couple of those? I don't know because if it bounced or if it bounced once over the fence it was before 15 or 20, it was considered a home run. No way. So there's a, there's gotta be some home runs in there that are illegitimate. Oh yeah. But then there's some home runs because he, there was a big ballpark back then, you know, some places were really short and some places were really big. Yeah. There wasn't so, like the old school polo grounds, like 500 dead center. Oh yeah. And they said <laughs> he hit the ball out dead center, but uh, he was, also like six foot four or something when everybody was like five foot 10. Yeah. He was, he was just huge. It was like Aaron Judge playing with a bunch of uh, Altuve's. Well, there's another record as well that we're chasing Aaron judge trying to get over 61. The, the, the real season. Uh, it's not the real season. <laughs> right. But no, for real, he, he's, he's on pace to hit 64, 65 home runs right now. I mean, I think it'd be pretty incredible to see him do it. And then Albert hit 700 this season. I would love to see that happen, but let's just to go back to Albert real quick. If he wants to retire Cardinal, St. Louis Cardinals do this. Sign him for one more year if he doesn't get it, even if he's short two or three. And Albert, as soon as you make a deal with him, as soon as I hit 700, we're done. I'm going to retire after that game. You know, cool. if I hit two that game or whatever, like if it's on a Tuesday, I'm retiring. 701. You know, cool. like I'm going to retire. After I hit seven, I hit 700. Even if, if I keep going, I'll keep going that day. But the next day I'll retire. My question is, what do they have to lose? If it's next season, right? And you're, you're trying to, you're trying to do it early on, put him in against lefties. Every time oh, yeah. you face the lefty, put him in there. That's that. And he's been hitting really well this season. And you have the DH in the national league now. Easy just to put him in there here and there. You know, anyway, I think he's if he doesn't get seven this year, I think he's getting seven this year. But if he doesn't get seven this year, he's going to play next year. Watch. Yeah. Well, here's the thing as well is he's only 100 hits away, give or take, to waking his way up into the top six all time of career hits. Right now, he's number 10. He can pass four guys. 
Well, I just, you know, it all depends him personally if he wants to play one more year. I think maybe he said this might be his last year because the Cardinals said, hey, we'll put, we'll, we'll give you one year and one year yeah. only. He did recently get a divorce. So, I mean, you know, maybe, like- maybe he'll play one more year because he's doing so well and the Cardinals see it and go, because, you know, sometimes it those guys, you. you just go, hey, we'll give you one year out of respect. Didn't think he was going to do well because he didn't do well with the Dodgers or Angels. No. Not as well Disaster. as he's doing now. Disaster. I think he just needed to be back where he was most comfortable. I really yeah. do. Where he's loved by everybody. No, yeah, if he has 0 for 9, nobody's not going to be like, what are you doing? I agree. But, yeah, he's one of the all-time Padre killers. Back to the Padres. Um, we got to close out this series against the Diamondbacks. But the Dodgers, what do you – what are you telling your team after every single series this season has been a loss? How do we how do we just get over the hump of beating the Dodgers? This is what I would say before every series and well before every series have fun. The end of series, especially if we didn't win, are we not having fun guys? You're good enough to win. So let's just go play, right? We don't need to take extra swings. We don't need to do this. We don't need to do that. We don't need to work on our mechanics. We're pretty much at the end of the season. Everybody's pretty much, you know, they're a little tired, but everybody's in in their routine, got their rhythm. Let's have some fun. Padres, let's have some fun. If we go and get to the playoffs, let's have some fun. If we miss the playoffs, let's have some fun. I know missing the playoffs is not going to be fun, but we won't know that until the last two or three games of this month, last right. two or three games of the season. Let's have fun every day. Because if you're having fun, you're more relaxed, you're confident. Let's go win. So if we lose the first game against the Dodgers, all right, no worry about it. We'll do it tomorrow. But if we're losing the first game of the Dodgers, the next series, shit, okay, we got to win. We got to win. Now the pressure. That's the playoffs. So you got to be relaxed. You got to be relaxed. You got to be confident. Even though you win, knowing like what Johnny was it Johnny Bench or Yogi said, don't worry, let's play two. There's always a game tomorrow. Yeah. There's a game tomorrow. Don't worry about it. There's a game tomorrow. You owe for today. Fine. Go for four, go four for four tomorrow. It's okay. Let's and when you're having fun and you're relaxed, that's what happens. And yeah. that's that's if I was Bob Melvin right now, guys. We're going to have fun. I would basically pull this is if I was Bob Melvin this right now, I would have the friar in a bikini or something and put it in the corner or in the locker room where nobody can see the weight room or some food room, no press like major league baseball. Every time we went to get to playoffs, we're peeling off one. We're peeling off, you know, cause we have to get what, like peeling off a piece of clothing, 14 more games. 14 peels off. Boom, boom, boom. That's I, think all we we do, I think we could do better than the ugly bald fryer. Okay. Well, somebody, you know, Alex Morgan, she's a, a national treasure. Now she lives in San Diego. Let's, let's go for that one. She's hot. Okay. I'm just saying you never know. I didn't, anyway. but you it's didn't just say one it. of those I said things. It. Yeah. But it's just one of those things. Let's do that. Let's, or even have Bob Melvin in a bikini. <laughs> that would be that. hilarious. I don't know if anyone wants to see that. I think they'll keep losing. The, but the, the whole point is, as soon as I said that, you started smiling. And if you think about it, if you're listening, Bob Melvin in a bikini. Bob, oh do it. That would be awesome. That would get the team to relax. Yeah. Play good. 
and let's go pods. Come on. Let's go pods. Let's have some fun. Let's make this playoff push interesting and let's keep the faith next week. We will have on some baseball riders. Like, uh, like he said, Corey Brock, the homie, a lot of people have, uh, a lot of, he was a Padre guy for a long time. He's with the Seattle Mariners now, but yep. Yes, he is. It's raining in Texas, which is pretty crazy. Did not expect that to happen, but Padres fans keep the faith. Go pods. Walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.